and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Winnie the Pooh. When people refer to him casually in the Pooh-averse, they call him Pooh Bear or Pooh. No one ever... It would be... If anyone was ever like, hey, Winnie, that would be weird. What's up with that? Discuss. <laughs> what, a, what a prompt. He's just from a different culture. It's from a different culture where the, they're, it's, the last name is their, what they're addressed by, not their first name. Their yeah. casual name. Yeah. We're, talk, we're talking about the Chinese president, right? <laughs> hey, Kelly, <laughs> you're on dangerous ground. God. He's oh, asked God. that uh, we don't do that. <laughs> He's politely asked that we do not that. Okay. A real talk though. I feel like when you do shit like that, you're just like inciting like Kelly, if he had never said like, it's illegal to call me Pooh bear. Kelly would have no, Kelly wouldn't have even thought of it. That's like school bullying one-on-one. It's like, if you're annoyed by something, your best course of action is to ignore it. Don't let people know you're annoyed. When I was in second grade, I peed my pants and everybody called me PP Pants Scotty. So I um, made it illegal under under threat of law. <laughs> like, yeah, anyone who called me PP Pants Scotty, I had arrested and thrown into a windowless <laughs> cell. And you know what? Nobody called me PP Pants Scotty anymore. I did the opposite, and it also worked wonders for me. When I got called PP Pants Scotty after I pee- peed my pants. I got. I went to Victoria's Secret and got one of those like sweatpants that have pee pee pants on the butt, <laughs> and I walked around with that. And everyone was like, "Dang, he's too confident. He's untouchable." You reclaimed he's- it when I I was in high school. I pee peed into Scott's pants, <laughs> and everybody uh, they said that I was really cool. So I had, I actually can't relate to your guys' story. At okay, all. this is an actual true story. The pee pee. Okay, I first of all, let me reveal something. I don't want to shock you. Uh, the PP pants thing is not real. What is real? What actually did happen? <laughs> what, what? I know, I know, I know, I know. I had you convinced. What actually did happen was in uh, I think like kindergarten or first grade. I had this friend. I won't say his name. Good for you. Hey, pet to preserve. We'll pat you on the back. To pres- <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's one of the ten people Scott went to high school with. <laughs> no, no, no. This was no, no, no. This was in elementary school. Uh, so okay. this would be in California. So this yeah. person shall oh, remain okay. shall Good remain people. anonymous. Well, um, now we know that they went to elementary school in California. That really yeah. narrows it down. Yeah. Good one. Uh, so the, this kid, he, my friend, he peed his pants, and uh, he told me to um, pee my pants too. Uh, so I guess so he would be in less trouble or something like that. Anyway, Billy Madison, do you? I pi- I also pissed my he. <laughs> yes, he ostensibly. I don't remember. I don't think he came from it as an angle of it's cool. I think he just said like, "Hey, you gotta help me out here." Um, but yeah, out of out of solidarity, I think this is my like origins as a comrade. Out of solidarity, I pissed my pants. Also, I just willingly, I just like willed myself to piss my pants, uh, to help this. Ki- no, I I mean, walk me through how that would work. 
don't, no, you don't, I mean like you don't get in trouble I for mean, peeing your pants in elementary. No, school. I don't know why. I don't know why he felt the need for me to do that in the first place. Is what I'm saying. I feel I like think you it get was... in trouble if it's like a group effort of peeing pants. That's like more trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it was it was it was kid logic. It's an act of terrorism. It's clearly not an accident. After like three people pee their pants at the same sort of window of time. It was kid. The, well, sorry, the whole reason I know this story is because the teacher found out that this is what happened and then told my mom who like told me as an adult because I don't yeah. remember doing why this. would you that's one of the repressed ones <laughs> so no, it didn't I, I work like, because it was kid logic to begin with what what what, what would no, working I, be I mean like I thought the goal was that he was trying to get you to do it so that he wouldn't look like such a fool and get made fun of so I, my question was no, like did it no, work I and think, keep I don't know. I, I truly, I think we were young enough that like peeing your pants was like a semi-regular occurrence among everyone. So you, you wouldn't be mocked for it. <laughs> well, not for me, but. Yeah, oh, you were one of those fucking cool five-year-olds who never <laughs> pissed their I pants. I had a s- strong bladder. Just I had a strong full bladder. control of my bladder by the time I was 16 months old. Um, it's, <laughs> there's a trophy on my wall. I have the key to the city. Uh, <laughs> check out this, uh, Marty segue. You know who else is small, like a child? <laughs> Elves. Elves are. This week we're reviewing Elf, a 2003 Christmas comedy directed by John Favreau, starring Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenburgen, Bob Newhart, and Ed Asner. This film centers around a human named Buddy played by Will Ferrell, who was raised accidentally by elves in the North Pole and decides to finally find his real human father, played by Ebenezer James Kahn. Oh, you made me nervous. A worldwide smash that is only, maybe the only post-2000 Christmas classic. This film, along with Anchorman, solidified Ferrell's bankability as a comedy superstar. Arguably, those two films... Elf and Anchorman are his peak as a comedy performer. This also solidified John Favreau as a major Hollywood director. He's since gone on to direct Iron Man, The Jungle Book, The Lion King, The Mandalorian, etc., etc. This film earned $220 million off a $33 million budget, spawned a Broadway musical, a 2014 stop-motion Christmas special, and is not a spoof movie. This is a Scott pick. 10 out of 10 as a spoof. <laughs> oh god wait wait wait! hold on a second this is not a spoof movie we'll get to it i i i wrote that this was not a spoof movie before watching the movie no we're getting you ju- we we got to it when you just said that yeah you're just you said it objectively like it says that on the wikipedia page which is always yeah. fact say that's your opinion say that's your opinion yeah say it's your opinion marty this was my opinion oh a tease for later well zoe de janelle is one of the stars that's that's subjective (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was directed by john favreau that's not marty speculating yeah and it was a smash (laughs) hit that is objectively true as well final fun fact the writer of this movie david barenbaum originally wrote the script in the early 90s can you guess which comedy actor he might have had in mind for the role of Buddy the Elf? Ooh, Farley. Early 90s. Early 90s. Farley is the first guess. Hmm. Well, I want to hear Marty's guess. <laughs> yeah. I know he, the he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so if it wasn't the, what the answer is, what would a good guess be? Probably Let's think. Hmm, Tom Cruise. 
Easy. <laughs> it was Jim Carrey. It was Jim Carrey, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. After I said Tom Cruise, I was like, oh yeah, there's another person. It wouldn't work because Tom Cruise is already the height of an elf. Um, the original script was supposedly much darker, with Favreau being the one who guided the script towards being more of the Rankin and Bass kind of light spoof direction and tone. Ooh, so light spoof, huh? <laughs> light spoof! Uh, we're going to have him saying heavy spoof by the end of this, believe you me. I do want to, one last thing. Amazon Prime lists Elf's genres. The first genre they list is science fiction. This is a science fiction <laughs> film first, according to I Amazon was thinking, Prime. I was legitimately thinking about, like, what type of genre am I into? And I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching Doom Patrol right now, and I'm just like, oh, just fiction. I guess I just like fiction. <laughs> yeah. It's like me. real broad, but that's kind of yeah, me, me, more of a responsible adult, I like nonfiction. Whoa. No. Don't give me any of that make em up stuff. <laughs> What were your thoughts on Elf? He didn't call us gentlemen because we called him out for his uh, shite opinion on Elf not being a spoof. I could barely watch it because I've seen it so many times. I love this movie. This is like one of my, this is a, this is a classic. It's not that good, like, but if you grew <laughs> up with it, oh, it's hard to <laughs> peel your eyes away from that screen. This is a movie for, this is a part, okay, actually, oh my god, this just solidified it in my brain uh, well after I started speaking, but here we go. This is the hocus pocus of Christmas movies. Mm, that's a good comparison, I yeah, think. Yeah, bud. This is better than hocus pocus. This is, and I don't like to use this term, I'll, I'll censor my, this is a basic bees Christmas movie. And I say that respectfully because it's one of the, because you know what, same thing with Hocus Pocus, but like anything that gets like super like overhyped like this, well, it's very popular for a reason. Yeah. And yeah, Elf is like really, I remember seeing it in theaters and just laughing my little ass off. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's funny. It uh, plays with a lot of Christmas tropes. This is a spoof of fucking the concept of like Santa Claus and like elves in the North pole. Like, and, and it's a spoof and it is okay. The, and it is very specifically, it could not be a more specific Rankin Bass Christmas special yes. spoof. Like yes. come the fuck on, yes. dude, what are you talking about? You don't about? have to convince me. I, I, well, then why did the you movie, say like, that? Well, then why did you, cause I wrote that. I said this already. I wrote that when I was writing my like intro thing for this. See, so you write the intro before you watch the yeah. movie. Oh yeah, because I want to get facts. I just want to do facts. Well then, <laughs> okay. Then why did you write that it's not a spoof movie, as though it were a fact? You said it's where did what? I need you to cite your source. Cite your source that it's not a spoof. I want to do facts, but also mix my opinions in before I've seen the movie, as though they're facts. What? I just didn't remember. I honestly just didn't remember a that there was all of the like Rankin Bass kind of parody stuff in this, and that there was so many like specifically like parody jokes. Like there's like the Sasquatch recreation shot in this. I forgot like all that stuff was in this movie. I literally thought this movie was much more straightforward than it is. Um, but all the parody stuff in this is like, yeah, as a spoof, it does. It is surprisingly to me, the guy who wrote the thing that said this wasn't a spoof. It was more of a spoof than I thought it would be. 
and honestly, all this and all the parody elements of this movie are like great. Like everything it makes fun of in this movie is like super well done. And the movie also doesn't uh, hold your hand too much with it. They just know that their audience knows all of the rules of Santa and Christmas, and they just trust that you know what that is. They don't really explain much in terms of like power and all that stuff and how Santa works and all that stuff, except for the stuff that they make up for this movie. Um, and that aspect of it is like nailed. It's Tinkerbell rules for Santa Claus. Yeah, I don't get if that. If you believe, if you believe, oh, right. then it goes. Freddy Krueger rules. Yeah, Freddy Krueger rules. Oh, already rules. said. Hey, teaser for our uh, <laughs> our um, a novelty product. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I overall I think this movie the premise is awesome. I think the first half of this movie is so so good. I think the movie falls apart the minute it starts being about. James Kahn brings in some great children's writer, and because that deal falls through because of Buddy, he gets really pissed at Buddy. That aspect of this movie is, like, terrible, but I also get that it's a kid's movie, and they didn't want this movie to be, like, 20 minutes longer. So, like, they just kind of just, like, the back end of this movie is very just efficient, and it kind of loses a lot of the charm, in my opinion, but the first half is so, so fucking good. Like, the first hour of this movie is so good. I was just, you watch Will Ferrell as an elf discovering any aspect of New York City for like three hours and I think it'd be funny. Yeah. So it's like hard to like reel that in and compress right. it into 45 minutes and then make the second half another 45 minutes where he has to be a little bit more yeah. serious as the elf character and save Christmas. This is a rules movie I do like. I do like oh, because, yes. because it's the rules of the North Pole, which we all know, and these rules are from a fiction. Hey, we were just talking about fiction and nonfiction. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. The North Pole <laughs> rules are crazy, kooky magic rules, and then the New York rules are the stark, uh, uh, you know, rules, uh, staunch, uh, static rules that we live with in our world. And then when you smash these two things together, Boy, oh boy, does comedy ensue. And that's that first 45 minutes that you're talking about where it's like, yeah, watching yeah. watching Buddy the Elf who's used to these like zany rules have to, you know, navigate our world mm. is definitely the best part of the movie. And then right, once we get into like the like dramatic t- the family stuff and the santa stuff i think is it's, it's like a rom-com for especially me a 29 wait shit yeah i'm 20 a 28 year old adult uh <laughs> whoa we're two years older than you i think like the brother storyline aspect is actually great like the brother being like no my dad is shitty and him like bonding with buddy kind of i actually like that part of the movie and i wish that was actually more of what the movie was because i think like yeah james Kahn just feels like really underwritten and they clearly kind of just were like we cast james con he's gonna just bring a lot of character to this character and we don't need to have this guy make any sense because he's like he's like sort of a grump but like they don't really go all the way with that and he's sort of lovable his relationship with mary steenberg and their relationship makes is like nothing they they're like Two super famous actors, but they both are given like nothing to do in terms of what yeah, their marriage the, is like it's, at all. If you think right, if you think he's underwritten, the wife is even more. The wife is just like I'm fine with everything. It's a little weak, but yeah, the fish out of water stuff before that is like the best execution of that I think I've seen, at least for this podcast for sure. Because we talked about this with like Last Action Hero, where they couldn't really land on who the fish out of water was. This movie just gets it. It's just like okay, we've got this big 
gigantic lanky dude which by the way his height is like so important to making this movie work it's so weird that like because he has such a weird gangly body it just like makes the movie work so much better hey opposites equal funny right right i did have some nitpicks with the rules a little bit but like mostly i think all that stuff is like fine i think the movie's just trying to like get through it all right take out your legal pad yeah the only rule is if the best way to spread christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear that's all you need to know and they do sing loud later in the film. Mm-hmm. My One of my least favorite parts of this movie is that they made Zoe Deschanel dye her hair blonde and it looks really bad. <laughs> my fa- least favorite yeah. part is that they made Zoe Deschanel be in the movie. <laughs> I think she's good in it. She's fine. I, I wish she was more... She was great at the cynical stuff, but they just, like, they quickly got, went away from that. They're just like, okay, we need one scene of her being kind of a cynic, and then just go away from that immediately. Like, I yeah. wanted more of that, because I thought hey, she was Hey, Zoe, great you, know that, but... you know that one-dimension, that one-dimensional character that you're playing? Let's switch it to a two-dimensional character, where you do like this charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think in general that was just all a little too convenient. Like James Conn coming around too was like a little too convenient. Zoe Deschanel a little too convenient. Just just slightly though. To That's the point the thing. where it's like, like a little bit good. creepy. Like yeah, yeah. It's like this is weird. He's so charming. Uh, the line "You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa." When I was like thirteen, when this movie came out, I said this line all the time because I think that line is so so funny. It's not. It's you don't. You don't smell like Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. Are you? No, maybe it is the way you said it. I think it is the way I said it. I feel like saying beef and cheese last puts the punchline at the end, but I think you're right. Does uh, the Dinklage stuff hold up, or is it kind of... I don't know. I think it's fine the way it is. It, it It's... But hey, again, white straight male, privileged as hell. What am I... Tall as hell, frankly, Kelly. Yeah, tall as, tall as hell. You, you really can't speak on this. Kelly's got a feral-esque body. I just, yeah, I, like honestly, a feral animal. I could have played it. Uh, they had to shave Will Ferrell's face like between takes <laughs> because he, <laughs> he had to have him had a, really have funny. a really baby face, and yeah, he just like he he always had a five o'clock shadow. Anyways, that's a fun fact. I, I think the Dinklage <laughs> stuff is okay. Yeah, I like remembering it. I was afraid it was going to be problematic, and I think it's. I don't know. I yeah, I think it's pretty much fine it's tough the joke is on will ferrell in the scene and i think his execution of those lines is so like perfectly performed i would say like him like being like so earnestly um positive in that way and having like these insults that he doesn't know that he's saying i think that execution of it makes it work i think if it was like if it was like 10 percent worse done it would it's him him not knowing he's being offensive Right, it's yes. it's that, plus he gets his ass kicked, which is, like, very funny and satisfying. See, but then I think that's what, I think the joke, when, when we switch to the ass kicking scene, then the joke kind of is, like, a little person beating up a big person, simply preposterous. This is comedy, like... Oh, I was just gonna say, Dinklage also just gets, like, this was his entire career for a long time, was, like, you know, before the station agent, which I think this is around the time that that was made, um... You know, that's what he always got cast as was like angry little person kind of and uh, like the dude. And I mean, even like his most famous role in Game of Thrones, like he's basically just playing that again. And and I know that that character is at least like a, a lot more dimension to it. Um, but yeah, I do feel <laughs> I think, for Dinklage. I think that, it's like, a little different. <laughs> it is a little different. But like, I mean, the shtick in that, honestly, I mean, and that's what the character was written as in the books, too, is like 
he's the little person everyone treats him shitty because of it like that is like the thing in that story i don't know yeah and alf the children's book yes that's what I meant. Yeah, not Game of Thrones. Elf in the book. I meant Elf. When is that final Elf book coming out? I don't know, dude. It's gonna be forever. I don't think it's ever gonna get written. And I think the oh HBO God. Elf series they really took in the wrong direction. Is Buddy gonna fuck his aunt or what? Yeah. Uh, do you guys follow James Khan on Twitter? No. No. James Khan on Twitter, it's a great follow. Um, he 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 writes end of tweet at the end of every single <laughs> one of his tweets. I I, I highly recommend. Uh, it's a good follow. He's a good actor, but I feel like he also like post Godfather for his entire career. I just oh I yeah, don't know. I feel He's like riding dude, high. he didn't have his. Yeah, but he also never got, he never had the career that, like, everybody else in The Godfather had, you know? It was weird that, like, he was the one who came out of that movie and, like, kind of never peaked again like that. I don't know. Though, to be fair, I think he do- has gotten better parts as he's gotten older than, like, Pacino, maybe. So maybe it kind of evened out as they've gotten to their, like, old man phase. But He's not a household uh, impression that everybody does. Nope. Right, right. I think that's a good thing, though. It's because he tried to make Wahoo happen instead of Hoo and it's like Mardio, Mardio, <laughs> Mardio already Mardio. has that. Uh, yeah, Mardio has that market cornered already. As a spoof, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't. I mean, we can get to it. No. Yeah. Oh, I don't the know. force perspective stuff. The the like the the way they execute the like the people are shorter than Will Ferrell. Sometimes it's force perspective, and it's really poorly done because you can kind of tell that like. Uh, Bob Newhart is supposedly standing next to Will Ferrell, but, like, the dimension looks really weird. Like, they just didn't frame it well enough or something. And it's like, why is he standing, like, four feet back? Oh, because they wanted to look shorter. Like, that's... And then sometimes it's CGI, though. I just think, guys, pick one. Pick a lane here. It's Do it practically or don't. Movie, and it came out in 2003. Who cares? This isn't Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I never noticed any of that. Lord of the Rings was made in, like, 1997, and they nailed that shit. Like, I don't know. I didn't have any problems with the Force Perspective stuff. I thought it was fine. Yeah, me neither. It it accomplished what it needed to. Take it to the IMDb snubs and flubs page and leave it All right, I'm going here. there right now. Yeah, leave it there. <laughs> leave your opinions. Uh, this movie's great. Yeah, it's really funny. All the fish out of water uh, jokes are the best. The second 45 minutes kind of lags, but I think the first half gets you invested enough in the character that you you know want to see the plot resolve. And yeah, it's a good movie. As a spoof, uh, I'm going to say uh, 8.5 out of 10 because I think the, especially the Rankin-Bass stuff like really fucking uh, nails it on the head and it, and it's just like something really like spoofable it just feels like they you know it was um low-hanging fruit in a bad way but they just like found a good niche and 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 worked it really well and then as a movie i'll say eight out of ten you know what i'm gonna say 7.5 out of 10 and only because it was put into like cable syndication and its cultural impact is beginning to uh wear on me if it, if it weren't so annoying, then I would give it an 8 out of 10. But unfortunately, 7.5. That's my review. For me, as a movie, 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm, I'm stirring my bias in on this one. I grew up with this a bit. 
And it was great. And I think it's one of those movies that came out before Will Ferrell's ego might have gotten inflated or your dad went to the bookshelf and removed the family bible and put a dvd copy of elf honestly pretty much pretty much uh yeah my family we typically will have this movie on in the background when we visit each other around the christmas times um but yeah i just think it's like one of those movies i think it's will ferrell's probably my favorite movie with will ferrell starring uh, because it's so earnest, I think they made him stick to script more often than his newer films, because in his newer films, he's just such a big star that he's allowed to go off script, allowed to improvise and try out things. Like, Anchorman 2 is pretty much all He improv. likes doing it. Yeah, and it's fine. It's just, like, seeing him in a role like this where they rein him in a little bit is nice. Um, I just, I, and I think it's, like I said, you could watch him walk around New York City as an elf discovering new things for like three hours and I bet it would be pretty funny pretty pretty entertaining as a spoof for a for a ten for for it's it's fine I mean I don't know is it a spoof I'm kind of on Marty's side a supercut of this this and then Borat discovering New York oh my or if the two yeah. of them got together Whoa. trying to figure it out oh man and yeah. and also on the cable syndication note it could have gone way worse they could have made a sequel they could have done a lot of hey nah. don't give them any ideas yeah I know I'm just saying like I'm glad they haven't I'm glad they're all like Favreau and Farrell are doing their own thing so it's hey keep doing your own thing don't go back to this leave it as is don't retcon shit Marty, the stage is yours. So I, I think like they could never do a sequel because like the premise is done, right? Like what do you do from here with a sequel for this movie? So like that they secure themselves there. Elf has baby? He does have baby in this movie. Elf 2, baby in New York. I guess, yeah. Nega Santa As a movie. steals elf baby. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. As a movie, 7 out of 10, a pleasant time. Has some weaknesses. It's a little rushed. Some of it's a little convenient. But the acting is so good in this movie. And that really does carry the movie how strong all the performances are. Like, even the underwritten parts. This is like, honestly, if I look back, I would maybe think Will Ferrell probably gave the best performance of the year in this movie. He's so fucking good in this movie. 2007? Um, 2003. Oh my god, this movie's ancient. Mm -hmm. It is old. It's old. I'm... Oh my god, I'm looking at my hands and they're withering before my oh, eyes. No. <laughs> the youngest person here? As a spoof, I wrote my spoof review very defensively because I was expecting you both to think that it wasn't a spoof. <laughs> I think it's a 6 out of 10. There's a lot of great spoofs in here. Uh, it's not like super trying to be a spoof the whole time necessarily because it does kind of just fall into being kind of a normal movie toward the end. But like all the parody aspects are fantastic in this movie uh i was i was i'm surprised i was surprised i'm surprised scott thought it was such a strong spoof but well i did hey i didn't give it a 10 out of 10 like epic movie <laughs> yes that you know what i want to say if they rating. do a sequel okay here if they do a sequel here's the premise i just thought of i can pitch it okay. in like three words four words danny mcbride as krampus oh okay here here's 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 me. Here's this is my pitch pitch for Elf 2. I walk into the studio. I write Elf on a whiteboard. I turn to the producers. <laughs> I add an S. <laughs> <laughs> 
I laughed so hard because on the word like I between the word I and ad, I saw where that was going, and it's just like, wait. oh my god, <laughs> wait, wait. So you wrote self? <laughs> no, fuck. <laughs> That's oh, you said at the beginning too. of the word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> and the camera cuts like you back from your hands. It, like it's a close up on your hand when you add the s, and then when it cuts to the wide, you're you are. I think the uh, producers Will would Ferrell. be like, "That's not how you spell elves." <laughs> There's <laughs> it's, it's oh, yeah, it's, it has to <laughs> elves. <laughs> elves. <laughs> That's so funny because when I did that pitch, I erased the E and changed it to an A. <laughs> and still added the S. And then I ate a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, fellas, I got great news. You don't even need to ask me, okay? I have a song for oh. you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you you remember the um the snowman character from Elf that movie we just watched? Uh, oh, vaguely. There was a there was a snowman in the movie? Yeah, there Yeah, there what you don't remember? A man made of snow? I feel like this is a bit of a put on your you uh being I'm, flabbergasted I'm teeing by you this. Up, my good man, I'm teeing you up for your for whatever you're leading into. I'm trying to tee you up here, buddy. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't need help l- being teed up into explaining what a snowman is. Thanks for trying to predict that, Marty. But that's actually not what I'm doing. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought your novelty song was "How to Build a Snowman" by uh, the Beatles. I don't know. Marty, can you hang up? i think i'd rather just do this with kelly for my bit if that's okay uh hey the guy who played the snowman in elf uh is a a famed musician by the name of leon redbone and he's one of my personal faves i discovered him a couple years ago and i just really like all the music he does so um this guy he he was a uh famous performer throughout the 70s and 80s and he was famous for uh, performing a lot of like vaudeville and Tin Pan Alley songs, which we kind of talked about in our segment on like the origin of novelty songs. So he he did uh, I think primarily just covers, but he made a lot of these um, older tunes, uh, you know, his own while still like using all the original like instruments. Like you know, you listen to his albums; it's all like just you know guitar, bass and like some like Dixieland like brass stuff like banjo violin and you know all those classic instruments uh you saw the snowman in in elf uh he he had leon redbone's like signature look which was like the mustache like goatee sunglasses um it's not a fedora i forget what the hat is it's a specific kind of hat and like a cane and like a co- like basically like the fucking like colonel sanders look is is uh what this guy walked around with and he had like a mysterious past like he he uh you know didn't didn't talk a whole lot to like music reporters and and left a lot about his like origins a mystery but uh what they do know is that he was born in uh cyprus and moved to toronto so he's a canadian guy and he got his uh start or well he he was performing throughout the 60s but then he he got famous 
because uh, Bob Dylan um, played with him at some like festival, gave him a shout out in Rolling Stone magazine, and then his career kind of uh, blew up from there. So he appeared several times on uh, SNL. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he was self-taught. Uh, and he would like change the chords sometimes um, to these like well-known songs that he would play and often just like scramble up set lists, uh, you know, live in the moment and fuck with his uh, musicians on stage. Um, anyways, I guess let's get a little taste of uh, what this guy sounds like. So um, I believe this song was originally written and performed by Jimmy Rogers, the uh, blue yodeler, but it's called Desert Blues, and here's uh, Leon Redbone's version of it. So uh, let's get a little taste of that. on some big He said, my brother, what ails you? The sickness got you this way. His brother never said, cause his brother was dead, been dead since we last made. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Leon Redbone, um, and he plays the snowman and elf, and he sings the now-canceled, um, Baby It's Cold Outside with old, uh, Daesh at the, at the end credits of Elf. Uh, I got one more song, just, uh... We can include this in the app or not, but this is my personal favorite Leon Redbone song. Minor key, Kelly. Uh-oh. But yeah, I guess this maybe just gives you an idea of uh, like the... I don't know if range is the right word because it probably sounds very similar to the last one, but I don't know. I just think this song has just got like a nice hook. without my king. If I ever left my house without my walking stick, well, it would be something I could never explain. All right, fellas, are you ready for uh, uh, a little, uh, do you want to play a game? I'd like to play a game. (laughs) Mr. Jigsaw. Fellas, are you familiar with the television program Supermarket Sweep? Yeah, I just watched the new revamped version with Leslie Jones. With Leslie Jones. Yeah, well... Sort of. of. Today, fellows, we're doing a supermarket sweep of sorts. This is the supermarket sweep Christmas shopping mall edition. So, fellas, you two are about to enter the shopping mall, and you have to go get as as many high-value products into your cart as you can. You will have 90 seconds to do so. So you want to, you want, we're, we're going to ring you out at the end and you want to have the highest value cart by the end. So you're going to have 90 seconds in the mall. Picking up a, a, a product and putting it in your cart takes 10 seconds and moving from one store to another takes 10 seconds. So keep that in mind. So we have 90 seconds, which means there will be nine rounds where you can either pick up an item or change stores. So gotcha. uh, you're following me. So I'll, I'll walk yeah. you through. Basically, we're gonna go. We're gonna go nine <laughs> rounds, and you'll each get to do something. I'll describe what you see in each store. So in this mall, before we start, where you, you're you're standing at the entrance now, inside the mall there is the sporting goods store, the electronics store, Spencer's Gifts, Sears, and Forever Twenty One. So I'm gonna ring the buzzer, and then you can tell me where you run to first, and then we'll we'll begin our game. So this is round one. Uh, we'll start, Marty, where which store are you running to? 
Uh, oh I my go, god! Sporting god. goods, electronics. Sears, 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 okay. Sears, Sears. Marty, you run to Sears. You see a couch, a faux vintage ACDC shirt, an air fryer, and a Rachel Ray cookbook. <laughs> I gotta get. I'm gonna grab the couch. My okay, man. so round one, Marty. And do you mind just writing down what you uh, what you've picked yeah, up? Just yeah, write yeah. down what's in your cart. That'll help me at the end. So Marty, in round one, adds the cart to his inventory. Kelly, which store are you going to? Forever Twenty One. You run into Forever Twenty One, and you see a scarf, a pair of earrings, some sunglasses, and some white vans. Oh, I gotta get those white vans. <laughs> All right, add the white vans to your inventory. Round two, Marty. You are still in Sears. You see the. Yeah, I'd. Lo- go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I want to leave. I want to leave Sears. I want to okay, go so, to the so sporting switch- goods store. Okay, you switch to the sporting goods store for round two. Kelly, you're still in Forever Twenty One. You see the sunglasses, earrings, and scarf. I bail. I gotta go to. Uh electronics store okay you run to electronics store where now on round three sorry where you ran to where marty sporting goods in sporting goods you see a baseball bat a peloton a camping tent and a gatorade what's a peloton again that's you you can't uh, answer it you can't answer this <laughs> well, you're looking at it. He's looking at it. So, okay. You see, it's a. It's, it looks like a stationary bike with a screen on it. This is bullshit. Okay, Peloton. I'm buying the Peloton. All right, add that to your inventory. This cart's gonna break. Add that to your inventory, Kelly. You are in. Where did you ran to the for me, electronics? For me, can we call the electronics store Sam Goody? Fine. You ran into Sam Goody, uh, and you see an Xbox One. A pair of headphones, a Blu-ray player, and Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Wait, the whole building. <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion. Okay, add it to your inventory. <laughs> Round four, Marty. You are still in the sporting goods store. You see the baseball yeah. bat, the camping tent, and the Gatorade remain. I'm gonna get the tent. Okay, add it to your inventory, Kelly. Uh, I'll take Blu-ray the Blu-ray player. player. Okay, add it to your inventory. <laughs> Round five. You still have the camping tent. I want to go to Spencer's Gifts. Okay, that's your round five. Kelly. What are the other options? You still have the headphones and the Xbox One in the electronics store. No, for store. Uh, stores, sorry. Oh, Sporting Goods, Electronics, Spencer's Gifts, Sears, and Forever 21. Oh, man. Come to Spencer's Gifts, Kelly. I'll just clear up. Yeah, Spencer's Gifts. I'll go to Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. Okay, so you both Join run me. into Join Spencer's me. Gifts. Marty, you get there first, <laughs> and you see... Wait, this is round six, right? Round six. Uh, in Spencer's Gifts, you see edible panties, um, an Austin Powers Funko Pop, a lava lamp, and some penis gummies. I look back at Kelly, because I nudged him out of the way on my way into the store, and I grab the Austin Powers Funko Pop. All right, Kelly, what remains is the edible panties, the lava lamp, and the penis gummies. Lava lamp. All right, you grab the lava lamp. Round seven, you're still both in the Spencer's Gifts. The edible panties and the penis gummies remain. I'm going to take the penis gummies. Damn it. I mean, I got to get the edible panties. Wait. All right. Is this round? What round is this? That was round seven. I'll go to the sporting goods store. Okay, instead of grabbing the setting, panties? Yeah, I don't need those panties. Okay, so you're running... So, 
And now at the top of round eight, it's Marty. You're still in the uh, Spencer's gifts. The edible panties remain. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to FYE. The electronics store. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I think the Xbox and the headphones are still there. Oh well, he doesn't get oh, to wait, pick but, until but next round. Oh wait, but you're just yeah, you're yeah. just running to the next store. Okay, I'll Kelly, it's a baseball yeah, bat. I'm grabbing that baseball bat. Okay, Kelly picks up the baseball bat from the sporting goods store. Round nine, the final round. Kelly, you're in the sporting goods store with just the Gatorade remaining. I Let's grab that Gatorade. All right, that's all you can really do. Um, and then Marty, you are in the Fye with the Xbox One and the headphones remaining. I'm taking the Xbox One. Okay, gentlemen, it's time to check out. Uh, we'll start with Marty. Um, and and fellas, now I I request that I will appraise each of your items. You got to do the math and and add up your total for me. So, Marty, let's ring you out. What do you have in your cart? Okay, I have the couch from Sears. Okay, I'm looking at the have- couch now. Hold on, I'm gonna appraise. Well, let's go one by one. Uh, I'm looking at this couch. Uh, Oh, God, ew, this is the couch from the sales floor. It's got a huge skid mark on it. This is worth $1. I knew that this was going to be the trick, yes. was that all of the expensive stuff was going to be like that. I knew it. You don't know. Uh, you don't, you'll have was... to just see. You'll have oh, to God. see. All right, what's next in your cart? Okay. Uh, I have the Peloton bike. Okay, let's see. Uh, this is a Peloton. Oh, it's used. Oh, specifically in that mean commercial. Uh, I'm sorry, this is only worth ten dollars. Oh my god, no. Okay, camping tent. Uh, okay, this is a normal camping tent worth one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, Austin Powers Funko Pop. Uh, this is a perfectly average Austin Powers Funko Pop worth twenty dollars. <laughs> that's that's amazingly high in my eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm proud to say. I'm proud to say. I don't know how much Funko Pops cost. (laughs) I think that's about right. I think that's about right. right. All right. What's Uh, next, Marty? I uh, penis gummies. Oh, those penis gummies. I'm looking at the back. Uh, Oh, these are the rare caviar flavor of penis gummies. (laughs) Also worth uh, $150. Damn. Hell yeah. Xbox One. This is an Xbox One. Oh, no, this isn't an Xbox One. This is an Xbox One owned by Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. $750. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Is that okay. is that your whole cart? Uh, that is my whole cart. All right, go ahead and add that up. Uh, Kelly, I'll let's ring you out. Or, uh, you know what? I'd like to hear Marty's total first so we know what Kelly has to be. Yeah, give me a second. Give me a second. I wrote this out in a really, really confusing oh way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 1,081. Kelly is right. It is 1,081. My total, 1,081. All right, Kelly. That's what you got to beat. Uh, Kelly, let's go ahead and ring you out. What's in your cart? I have the white vans. The white vans signed by David? <laughs> that's worth <laughs> oh, $400, David. Kelly. <laughs> How much is it worth? 400 <laughs> All right, I'm not going to correct you. Oh, my God. Wait, Daniel. (laughs) Oh, no, these are signed by David from David's Bridal. (laughs) Maybe I was thinking of... Oh, wait, no, this is signed by the After Dentist. (laughs) All right. Uh, right. 
What else I is in your cart? Luigi's Mansion. Okay, yeah, as you guessed it, this is the deed to Luigi's Mansion, Kelly. It's worth a thousand dollars. Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I already, already beat him. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Blu-ray player. Yeah, this is just a normal Blu-ray player worth fifty bucks. Okay. Uh, I have a lava lamp. Um, to do, do, do Spencer, yeah, uh, normal lava lamp, nine dollars. All right. <laughs> I have a baseball bat. Oh yeah, this looks like a normal baseball. Wait, hold on. what's hold on? I'm so, there's a tape covering something. Oh my god, this was signed by Babe Ruth. This Ooh. is worth twelve hundred dollars, Kelly. <laughs> oh my god, you won by like double. <laughs> and Just, I have it, a Gatorade. <laughs> oh my god, the. Kelly, I'm pleased to tell you that this Gatorade is the rare Oops All Pepino Lemon Pepino flavor. 50 bucks. <laughs> 50 bucks? Hell yeah. yeah. Oops All Pepino. I had a grand total of $2,709. dollars <laughs> you cleaned out. Jesus out. Christ. Oh, God. I so realized too late. Just like, grab oh. random shit. There's no rules. There's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> I, I realized, like, too late, I was like, oh, the meme ones are going to make way more money than the fucking, like, obviously expensive things. And this just goes to show, uh, on Christmas, I want this to be a lesson to everybody. Don't be greedy. <laughs> <laughs> be giving, okay? What a good lesson. Uh, that was great. Uh, Kelly. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah, what's the question? You got a Nav song? No. Nope. Oh, yeah, that's good because I covered that. Um, do you have a Nav Prod? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special treat for you guys tonight. This guy usually only comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but uh, tonight we got... Are we at the male strip club? A very famous... <laughs> no, we're at an open mic jazz club. I thought that was oh, pretty nice. obvious. We got a very special guest. It's a kazoo. It's a male kazoo. He it's didn't say kazoo. he only also, comes. Also, I don't know how to play this. We mean you don't you just know how to play. Loudly hum. Yeah. <laughs> what you you just, yeah. You just play. You just, you just blow wait. into oh it. Oh my god! Wrong you end, just, dipshit. You dute. You dute into it. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you Whoa. guys sure? You don't blow into a kazoo. I'm pretty. Yeah. Sure. You hum. You hum. Just hum the fucking Star Spangled Banner. It nope. sounds like it's not doing anything. Yeah, there's supposed to be a little piece of like wax paper in the top that kind of vibrates. That's there how there's no makes wax the sound. paper in this. Well, there's your problem right there, pal. I'm like the, I'm the kazoo me- mechanic. Wow, I got ripped So off. this novelty product, not very novel and a terrible product. Zero out of ten. Zero yeah. out of ten as a product. You got to take it to Scotty's kazoo garage. Well, I was gonna have us, you know. You can't taste or smell it, or at least I can't. Uh, yeah. So I thought we would have a little <laughs> pass around of this bad boy. Uh, pa pass. Yeah, during this time, we should all be putting our mouths on the same thing. Yeah, that was my plan, especially after <laughs> oh, okay. not being able to taste and smell this. Yeah. Uh, very smart. So mail that to me, express mail. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it works, or I don't know how to play it. You got a defective unit there. 
this is hey. the worst day of my entire career. You got to bring That's it in. Really I got this wow. reality show called uh, <laughs> called uh, Midwest Kazoo's, where me and my boys skip. <laughs> Churdly and uh, <laughs> Crumpet all uh, in my kazoo garage. Crumpet? Uh, yeah. All the way from England? Yeah, he's the British one. <laughs> Oi! In kazoo, we oh. told them backwards. <laughs> Kala kazoo. In kazoo? Wait, he's from kazoo in England? Yeah, that's where the name comes from. Oh, that's interesting. That's kazoo Shire. Is that near the ocean? Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. So, Fishing Town. <laughs> That's right. Yep, one of the, it's, and, and they filmed the movie Dunkirk in Kazooshire. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird Kenneth that they Branagh didn't film just... it in real Dunkirk, in the actual town. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, Tom Hardy, he's just like, he's got a, he's, he drops that plane down and he just comes, he's got, I gotta, I gotta go get a kazoo from the shop. Mate, because he's he's also English. I, I forgot like halfway through. Oh yeah, he's English too. Yeah, Kelly is still trying to get that to work. I'm telling you, you need a little piece of wax paper in there. That's that's like the engine of the kazoo, and I should know. He needs a little wax paper in his brain, more like. What the hell, dude? That's um, walk me statement. through that. <laughs> well, you see, would the wax paper make him little... smarter? <laughs> It would make his brain vibrate a little bit more. And the vibrating, um, your brain vibrates when you think? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, That's why Elon Musk is shaking all the time. Because he's so, so, so smart. (laughs) Smart. He's so smart. Um... That's why his rocket blew up. It was all part of the plan. Uh... (laughs) Kelly, is there anything more you got? Or can we shut this fucker down? How about... Shut it down. I had a lot of fun today, and I don't want to ruin it with a terrible novelty product segment. Well, I th- you know what? I think this leaves us open for... I th- the novelty product today was a broken kazoo, and this we can <laughs> still, in the future, have a working kazoo yeah. uh, segment. Oh! Yes, we it. can. Maybe don't get a metal one from Nito. You know, I would argue you could also do a working kazoo for the novelty song segment. I might just be an idiot and not playing it right, too. There is, like, wax paper in this part, but there's nothing Yeah, that's that's the where the center. wax paper is supposed to be. But then where does the sound? It doesn't vibrate. I can't get it to vibrate. Hey, put your finger on the other end. Yeah, I guess try now that. I'll do it. No, it's nothing. There's nothing doing. I'm just an idiot. I do need more wax paper in my brain. Yeah, I could try it from the long end. I could be wrong. Try it from the long no, end. No, it says to do it in the big end. Wait, hold on, on a second. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hey. I'll be right back. Uh-oh. Scott got kazoo. Maybe I don't know how to hum. Could that be a thing? Now I'm now I'm having an existential pr- crisis. Mm, that was not a hum, like that. Marty. That mm. was a horse sound. <laughs> <laughs> Try try humming. Mm. Yeah, dude. Mm. I'm a pro. There you go. Do it. Do it. Okay, now put it to your lips. Yeah. Okay. Open your mouth. Shove it into your mouth. Oh, wait. Do you have to? Cu- do works. you have to full mouth it? Oh, there oh it is. my God, Kelly. 
That's how you do it. What did you think you had to do? Yeah, you have to. I'm you have a to trumpeter at heart. I'm a trumpeter at heart, so I put my lips in the middle. I've oh never my oh, in my life hell? had to put my lips around something. As a saxophonist, <laughs> that's why I know I eat... have to just clamp my mouth on that. All right, do you want me to do my segment? Because I did have a segment oh, plan. You... Oh yeah, of course. I of mean, course. we're already run- we're just running a little long. That's fine. Oh, we're doing a name that tune. I'm gonna do a couple of sad songs on the kazu, and uh, you guys gotta whoever rings in first tells me the name of the song gets a point. Easy peasy. Oh, yeah. And you're tone deaf, okay. so this is gonna be extra hard. Yeah, I'm super tone deaf. <laughs> That's not true. I'm in band. It's not me doing it. <laughs> no, your tone. What's the opposite of deaf? <laughs> Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, obviously. Are you still doing it, Kelly? Because I can't hear you. Oh, you can't? It, it yeah, looks I like... I think it might be too quiet. Dude, it's 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 the... It's, it's like Discord. the noise suppression. Yeah. Let me it's, try it's, turning noise suppression. If you suppression do, on. it's the same. Like, if I go like, ah... Uh, can you hear that? It'll cut it out. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> Can you hear it now? Yeah, yeah. You just got to yes. do it loud as yes. hell. Come on, guys. Oh, uh, Weezer. Oh, 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 no, no. Oh, Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. uh, All apologies. Thanks. I I said, I did say the first word. I said all two times before he said it, but whatever. (laughs) Hold on. That was a little too high, I think, for me to do the. Yeah, yeah. Drop it down a key. Arms of an Angel, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, Scott gets it. One to one. Damn. I'm crying. I'm thinking about dogs. Adele, hello from the other side. Yep, Scott. Oh. Two to one. Damn it. That one's from Wisconsin. He's an indie artist. Oh, oh, uh, it's um, fucking old, old Redbeard. <laughs> old Redbeard, Bony Bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. but what song? What um, song? Skinny Love, Skinny Love, yeah. Skinny Love. Oh, Skinny Love, Skinny Love yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah, starts making man. Say. <laughs> Scott's running away with it. What is it, four to one? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. If you want to destroy my sweater, hold this thread as I walk away. <laughs> yep, he's wow. walking away with wow. the victory. Wow. <laughs> Jeremy spoke in class today. <laughs> oh my god. Scott is so faster and faster. <laughs> Stuff. No, I reckon that one more time.
Well, Scott wins. What what, what was that <laughs> last was that one? one? Everybody hurts by REM. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. that was a fun one. That was good. That was a fun sorry. One. I don't yeah. know how a fucking kazoo works. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Amazing. You tried to play it like a trumpet. I thought you had to. <laughs> I thought you that's how raspberries it into that thing. Yeah, that would have been really. Uh, yeah, it would have been easier. Anyways. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening this week, everyone. Hey, we hey. really appreciate it. Next week, what do we got, Kelly? Come on, tell all the people. Um, Some fucking Annie Hall shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we're, we love as three guys who fucking <laughs> love Woody Allen. We're finally doing I don't, I don't, I don't Annie support, Hall. I don't and I, for one, Allen. can't I wait. That on record, I don't support Woody Allen. Uh, I've never actually seen a Woody <laughs> Allen film. Play us off, Spoof Scoop song. <laughs>